coming. I'm, I'm sorry about the aroma in the building. There was not a whole lot we could do with that. We opened some doors. We turned some fans on. But after we painted this morning with oil-based paint, and they run propane heaters and kerosene heaters, this is what we get. And so we have an aroma, and I understand that some of you, it may affect you, and I understand that, so if you have to leave, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, some folks just can't, can't take the smell. I get it. Uh, it gives you headaches and all of that. But anyway, if, you, if it doesn't, uh, don't leave. Uh, just stay. You're here. Uh, but we appreciate you being here tonight. And uh, uh, I was, I'm glad that we're able to have service tonight. Uh, the last two or three Wednesday nights, we've been having work nights, and they have been really helpful. Uh, we've been able to get a lot done, as you can tell. We've almost got all the floors laid, or uh, we don't. The floor guys does. Uh, we had to order, what, seven or eight more boxes of floor today. We run out, and so they've got just a few more they can lay. And I'm hoping and praying that by Sunday we'll have carpet in here. And uh, they can't lay floor anymore, so they've got to come lay carpet. Uh, so they'll probably get the carpet laid, and by Sunday, uh, it'll, it'll look different uh, to you a little bit. And so uh, we've been doing a lot of trim work today, a lot of down-on-the-knees uh, work today uh, with uh, baseboard and shoe mold and all of that. If some of you are, are, are just wonderful uh, uh, wood filler holes or caulkers, uh, we could use your help. You come get down your knees for a while. I will get you a pair of knee pads, and you just go to town. Uh, Caleb, he got so bad today, he had to get one of those little floor creepers out and lay on it and he just roll everywhere. I'm telling you, the, and I, I'm surprised these hallways, since we've taken out those doors, it's amazing how long those hallways look. If you've not walked past these sides, go back there and take a look. It just, especially since they've laid the floor, it just seemed like it's so long to the gym. But, uh, but anyway, there's a lot of caulking, a lot of, uh, a lot of putty work to get prepped up, ready for painting. And all of that, but, uh, but I appreciate all the folks that has helped us out with that. Don't forget, uh, this weekend, time will change. How I many is enjoying time change coming up? And I wish they'd just leave it alone. When, they, when, this, when this happens, it changes, leave it alone. But anyway, that'll happen uh, this weekend, so don't forget about that. We've got a spring forward, and uh, we'll have some longer daylight hours in the, in the evening times to get some things done and all of that. But anyway... All right, turn with me your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. We want to continue with our series that we started several weeks ago uh, concerning the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, since we've been having some work nights, we've not been able to get to a lot of them, but we're on, we're on one tonight that's sort of interesting, especially some of you will, under, will get a kick out of this, uh, especially since some of the talk around here, if you was here today, some of the talk around here, uh, it, it'll be a little humorous to you. But still, it's true. We're going to be talking about patience tonight as a fruit of the Spirit. So I want, you to, I want to read real quick Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. The Bible says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me over to 1 Timothy chapter 1. I want to read another scripture, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 15. The Bible says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am a chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me, first Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering or patience as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting 
for everlasting life. Patience. Patience is, is one of these, uh, the fruit of the Spirit that seems to be, that seems to be rare and valuable. Uh, but the Apostle Paul says that patience is something that every one of us possess simply because the Holy Spirit is living in us. So patience is one of these fruits of the Spirit that really every one of us possess. Now, some of us may have this much. Some of us may have this much. Some may have this much, or you may have a whole bunch of patience. Y'all understand that kind of lingo, right? Uh, some of us don't have a lot of patience, but we have, <coughs> we have patience. The problem is we just don't use patience sometimes very often depending on what's going on. Those who practice patience, really when you think about it, they're a joy to be around. They're also less stress. So when you think about that, wouldn't you like to become more patient? So when you look here in 1 Timothy chapter 15, I want, to read, I want to read this scripture to you again from another translation. And this is what it says. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. This is the, uh, the Apostle Paul speaking here. He said this, but for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, that Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now, what does that mean? Let's break it down a little bit. If you look at it in the Greek, there's a word that's called macrothumia, and it's a word that's translated as patience. It's macrothumia. If you break that word up, macro means long, and thumos means anger. And what that word really means is it means long to get angry. Everybody say that with me. Long to get angry. There are some of you that it takes a long time for you to get angry. You develop patience. You, you, you handle it well. And so it takes you a while in order to blow your top, if you will, or, or for your fuse to be lit and a bomb go off, all of that. You have long suffering, so to speak. I'm one of those kind of people. It takes me a long time to, to, to lose my temper or, or I've always been that way or to lose my anger. Now, some of you have been around me and why say, that ain't so, Brother Daniel. Well, it really is. I'm, very, I'm a very long-suffering kind of guy. But macrothumia simply means long to get angry. Someone who is patient has a very, very, very <coughs> long fuse. It takes a lot for them to get upset. Unfortunately, most of us struggle sometimes if we're not careful with one of those short fuses. If we have to wait for more than 30 minutes at a stoplight, or th not 30 minutes, I I'd, I'd probably get angry then, 30 minutes. If we have to wait more than 30 seconds at a stoplight, we, we get angry a little bit. When, when we're asked to repeat an email address over the phone to one of those customer service agents that's not from our country and you can't understand what they're saying, and when they talk to you, sometimes patience is a very, very short fuse and you get angry and you have this thing, this spirit that comes across you that it's called the hang-up spirit. Forget it, I'm just gonna hang up on you kind of thing. We lose patience sometimes when a marker, uh, 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 what, uh, what am I trying to say? A telemarketer, thank you very much, I had it backwards, sort of a Marco Tello. Um, a telemarketer calls the phone 
and you know already what it is. And don't, don't this really get you? A lot of these telemarketers, they, they have a Blavel number. They have a 763 or a 623 number, and you think it's just somebody that you know, and you get them on the phone. They've got a vacation for you, or they want to talk to you about insurance, or they want to do whatever, and that spirit of hang up comes upon you. I've had that spirit to happen to me several times. Just hang up the phone. You don't ask them their name. You don't ask them how they're doing. Don't call me. Just hang up the phone. And so we have a short fuse. Poor drivers sometimes. It's not us that's driving. It's the other crazy folks that's out there that's driving that really gets us going sometimes, that we, we have a short fuse. It's folks that doesn't know how to use the, the speed lane, the passing lane. They feel like that lane is theirs. Now, if my sister-in-law was here tonight, she'd tell you, yeah, but you do the same thing. But this is what I do. I drive in that lane, but I make sure nobody's behind me because I don't want to get stopped by somebody in the right-hand lane. But she'll fuss at me all the time. But there's drivers that just feels like that that's their lane and, and they'll go 30 and 25 and 20 miles an hour. There's other people that'll pull out in front of you. Matter of fact, I had a school bus today to pull out in front of me, a school bus. I wanted to turn him into the superintendent, whoever that was, you know, because you're not supposed to pull out in front. You maybe have kids on that bus. I ought to be telling, I might not already be telling this tonight. I'm not going to tell you what school that pulled out for me. Anyway, you know, you have all these poor drivers that, that, that do these things. Have you ever been yelling at the kids when the phone rings and you pick up the phone and you become nice? Have you ever done that? <clears throat> I don't know if y'all ever watch reruns of, of, uh, of Raymond uh, what's the show? Everybody loves Raymond. But I'm going to tell you, it, that show right there could be a marriage class in itself. Everybody loves Raymond. But I love the episode where she's fussing at Raymond and she's about ready to kill him and because of something he'd done and she's pushing him down and all this kind of stuff. And, and Amy calls on the phone and she's so nice. And she hangs up the phone and then every, she forgets what they were fighting about. And he's standing over there thinking, who is this woman? Who is this woman? <clears throat> All these things. It's a wonderful episode. If you never saw it, it'll crack you up. But we've, we've done that. So if we, if we do that, that proves that you can control your anger, right? We can control our anger. You can be patient. We just usually choose not to. You may say, well, pastor, you don't know what I have to put up with. Well, I don't know what you have to put up with, but it doesn't compare to what God has to put up with with you. <laughs> Doesn't compare with what God has to put up with. Isn't that the point, really, of this fruit of the Spirit that God has blessed us with called patience? The Apostle Paul confessed that he was the worst of sinners. He was thinking, no doubt, probably of how he used to persecute the Christians. He was thinking, no doubt, of how he traveled far and wide to track them down and haul them off to prison. But God, and aren't you thankful that God is this way with us? God was patient with Paul, Saul at the time. He was patient with Saul. And Paul confessed that he was the worst of sinners. But God was patient, and God is patient with you and I as well. I mean, would there really be anybody in heaven if God wouldn't give us a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth chance and on and on we could go? Aren't you thankful that God does give chances? 
Aren't you thankful that God does forgive us at times when we fall into those crazy moments? Aren't you thankful that God, he, he, he loves us when we make those stupid mistakes, Brother Joe? When I've, I've done that before in my life, that was a dumb mistake, that was a stupid mistake. I'm sorry, God, and he's still faithful and just, and he still loves me. Although Judas, who is Jesus' betrayer, <clears throat> didn't make it into heaven, think of how Jesus was patient with him even though that he knew that Jesus, Judas was stealing from the treasury. All along, right up to the very end, Jesus did his best to win that disciple over. And you've heard me say this several times before. I believe with all of my heart, if Judas would have had a repenting spirit, I believe the Lord would have forgiven him. I believe the Lord would have saved him. I believe he would have still been part of the family. Jesus teaches, his example here teaches us something about the importance of patience. Patience is not like when, what you do when you're stuck in the back of a school bus, squeezed into the seat with three others, or the church van. You just put up with it, even though you're not enjoying yourself. That kind of patience probably <clears throat> won't last. And when it snaps, we better look out. No patience as God gives it is a joyful mercy. Patience sees the other side of things. Have you ever, have you ever had anybody or a friend of yours that, that you knew that, that it was just their way or no way? Anybody ever know anybody that way? Let me ask you, are they a joy to hang around? Sometimes no, because you already know you're not going to get your way. You're not, you already know there's going to be a fuss and a fight and a fume for all of this. Patience, patience, that's not the kind of patience. Patience sees the other side of things. Patience at the grocery store sees the clerk as she is a mother who is probably trying to fit in a few hours of work in between caring for her children and her aging parents. Patience. Patience will cut her some slack then when she has to call the manager because she don't remember the correct code on that particular fruit or that particular vegetable. Patience sees that sassy kid at school as somebody who is probably dealing with a lot of stress at home. And so what he needs is kindness, not dirty looks and not people talking about him behind his back. Patience looks at a bigger picture so when you're delayed on the highway, you realize that at most you're going to get home maybe 10 or 15 minutes later as planned. And so instead of fuming behind the wheel, then why not use that time to look around and pray for the people that's in front of you and back of you and maybe to the left or to the right of you. We can afford to have a little more patience, right? We can afford to exercise our patience. You understand this, that when you exercise the fruit of the Spirit, you obtain more, right? When I exercise patience, Brother Adam, I get more patience. When I exercise those gifts that God has blessed me with, God blesses me with more. When, when I can't handle what God blesses me with, He ain't going to give me nothing else, right? When I can handle what He gives me, He may just say, hey, I'm going to bless you with this, or I'm going to bless you with that, and I'm going to give you a little more because it's something you can, you can handle. It's something you can, you can deal with. We can afford to be patient like this because we're not the masters of our lives because God is really the master of our life. And so if it's important that we zip through the checkout line or, or never suffer a flight delay, or, then he'll be sure to make that happen at times just so we can exercise our patience, Right? How many knows that, that and I don't, and y'all know this already, but every day we can exercise patience. 
Every day we can exercise one of the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Every day we, we exercise our love for one another. Every day we exercise our kindness for one another. Every day, believe it or not, there's opportunities that just presents itself for us to choose to be kind or choose not to be so kind. Every day there's opportunities that, that just presents itself. It's nothing that we've got to do on our own that we can exercise our patience or we don't have to exercise our patience. We become impatient so easily because we think that if something doesn't get done now, everybody say now. I like that now, right? I'm guilty of that. I want it done now, right? I want it done now. I don't want to go here, but this is just so on my mind, Abby. You're going to have to forgive me. Abby, she likes this show called The Bachelor. I hate it. But I sit in my chair and I work on my computer and I work on the phone while Abby watches The Bachelor while she's working and she gets so caught up in this Bachelor of who he's picking. If you, if you enjoy that show, you know that this season's The Bachelor, this is what I've learned from watching The Bachelor this season, that he fell in love with two women, strong love with two women. Now, he started out with 29, I think. Was it 29 or 25 that he was in love with? Can you imagine? 25 women that you got to deal with, guys. 25. I'm going to be careful. But I, I'm glad that we live in New Testament times. We don't live in Old Testament times. I wouldn't want to be Solomon at all. Not want to, I wouldn't want to be Solomon. 25 women. And he whittled these women down, Sister Chris, to two. And, he, and I love them. I love them. I love them. I don't know who to pick. Now, I don't know how long, I don't know how long this show, maybe you can tell me, I don't know how long it lasts from, we just get to see it week by week, but I don't know how long it lasts in reality from when they start to when they end. I, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's just a few weeks, two weeks, oh, two months, two months, seriously, two months. So two months, if that's accurate, two months, this guy has got to whittle down from 25 women to one that he can choose to be his wife. Talking about impatient. We want it now. And I thought about this the other night when I was watching this. If we're not careful, the culture that we in, our young folk today that's watching that. Now, I'm not telling you to watch it or not. That, you, you, you work that out with you and God, all right? But if we're not careful, we get in a mindset, Brother Larry, that that's how our relationships is supposed to be. We're supposed to go in and work a relationship out for two months and we're going to know beyond a shadow of a doubt this is somebody that we're going to spend the rest of our life with. This old boy had three or four women before he whittled it down to two. And on this show, they'll take it down and they have this, what do they call this night where they get to spend the night with one another if they so choose. Well, I don't know what they call it, but, but they can choose to do that. Do you understand that every one of these women at that time chose to spend the night with this guy? This guy spent the night with all these three or four women. He whittled, still, still whittled them down to two He had because he, he wanted to find a wife. He wanted to be getting married and all this. And he finally, he decided on one. And after two or three weeks of being with this one, he says, you don't think I made a mistake. He drops this one and goes running to the other one. And the other one was dumb enough to take him back. Yeah, I said it, dumb enough to take him back. And we have this mentality that if we, we become impatient because we think something has got to happen now, 
If it doesn't happen now, it's going to mess everything up. I've got to get married now. I've got to do this now. I've got I've I've to take care of this now. But really, has being patient ever gotten us in trouble when you think about it? Probably not. Probably we're able to think. You know what I found out today? Dwayne uh, alluded to it today. We had a, Sister Mavis fixed us a wonderful pan of lasagna today. It was so good, made from scratch. We sat down there and I got a big plate of that, Sister Nanette, and I ate it. And I went and got another plate. It was that good. And Dwayne said something. He said, you know, if, I'm ju- if I just sit here a little bit, in my mind, it may tell me that I'm full. And I told him, I ain't sitting long enough for my mind to tell me that. My belly is saying, I want more. <laughs> I didn't allow myself to be patient enough to just stop because in reality, I probably could have stopped, Brother David, with just one plate and one piece of bread. But mm-mm. I had two pieces of bread and two, ple- and, and two plates of lasagna and then a piece of cake. Hallelujah, praise the Lamb. <laughs> patience, patience. But really, patience really doesn't ever get us into trouble. We may have missed out on an internet deal because we didn't act right away, but, but could waiting in a situation like that keep you from spending money maybe on things that we sometimes really don't need? It's when we refuse to be patient that we get ourselves many times into trouble when you think about it, when I refuse to be patient. Maybe it's no coincidence that the word anger is just one letter away from the word danger. Think about that. Just one letter away from danger. When you're angry, we're not in the frame of mind to make good decisions. Proverbs 29, 11 said this, a stupid man gives free reign to his anger. A wise man waits and lets it grow cool. Proverbs has got some wonderful sayings. If, you ever, if you've never read the book of Proverbs, I, I challenge you, just go and, go and take a look at it. It's got some wonderful, wonderful wisdom points and, and scriptures there for us to read. So if somebody then cuts us off on the road in our anger, you might want to speed up and tailgate that person, but that's not safe for you or it's not safe for the other motorists. Or when somebody says something to get your blood boiling, you may want to rip back at them, but, but those words really will only damage the relationship further. Instead, many times we need to say, well, there's that situation again that makes me so mad and makes me so angry. I think this time I'm just going to cool down and let it go. Acknowledge maybe, even for ourselves, to acknowledge the inconvenience and then just let it float away like a, like a leaf on a river or a piece of straw in a river or whatever. When you look at the scriptures, the Bible is full of people who were impatient and the results were never good. Now, I'm not, I don't have time tonight to go through, through the whole Bible, but I do want to give you, uh, give you some examples. Samson was one of these guys. Samson, one of these guys that was, was strong and he was told, his mom and dad was told, never cut his hair and he'll, he'll gain his strength and he'll regain his strength and he'll take care of you and he'll be the judge and he'll take care of all these things and but he wasn't a patient guy. Samson showed impatience when he demanded that his parents arranged a marriage with this Philistine girl. He liked, and even though it was wrong for the Israelites to marry such people, Samson, as you know it, would pay for his lack of patience in one failed relationship after another, and ultimately he lose his eyesight, he loses hair, he loses his strength, he loses everything. 
Now, let me stop here long enough to say this. I know y'all, I know you're going you're gonna to believe what I'm fixing to say, but if we're not careful with things that we're dealing with, if we're not patient enough of how we handle certain things, one impatient decision will ruin your life. It'll change your life forever. Those, there, there's you that's sitting in here tonight, every one of you, there's several of you that could testify of the fact it's so. One impatient decision can ruin your life, or if it doesn't ruin your life, it can start you on a path that you don't want to go down. You don't want to go down. That's the way the enemy is. Everything is okay up front. It's all, it's all simple. It's all, it looks great. It's, it, you know, I'm not harming anything. I'm not hurting anybody. I want to tell you, that decision or that path that we start simply because we're not looking at the fruit of the Spirit of, the, of the, being patient with it and say, God, please help me with this. Help me deal with this. There's been people that loses their life. I mean, we hear stories all of the time on the news about somebody getting shot over a piece of cake or, or a property line or whatever the case may be, something stupid. Toilet paper. Yeah. Really. And this is what we deal with, and this is the world that we live in today. But Samson was this way. Abraham was also impatient at one time. He was tired of waiting on God to fulfill the promise. God, when are you going to give me a son? When are you going to give me a son? I'm getting old. When are you going to give me a son? My wife's getting old. When are you going to give me a son? He didn't wait. And so he slept with Hagar, his wife's maidservant. And he did receive a child through that union. But that child by the name of Ishmael would later bully Abraham's real son Isaac. You know the story. And that animosity between those two nations, those two countries, still exist today. They still exist today. The Arabs and the Jews, they still fight today. It's a constant battle today. Show no love for one another. Simply because Abraham would not be patient enough and listen to God and follow the plan of God and be in God's time frame. Listen, just because God's not taking care of what he promised you doesn't mean God said no. Just be patient with God. Be patient with the Lord. Patience is essential for parents, right? I'm going to tell you, they are. Sometimes those kids will rub you wrong. Sometimes those young'uns will get on your nerves. Sometimes you just want to jack slap them. Let's just be honest. You may not ever say that, so I said it for you. Sometimes I wanted to jack slap mine, and I got one of them in here tonight. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes, you know, you don't do it, but sometimes you feel that way. But we want our kids to shape up, but often, sometimes we'll just yell at them <coughs> because that's the easiest thing to do rather than doing the hard work and trying to figure out and enforcing the appropriate consequence for that behavior or that attitude. And while we may have made a good start, maybe with home devotions, we've set them aside. It takes patience to see God work through his word as to, the, as to what he promised us that he would do. Sometimes God does take some time. God's timing is everything. It really is. God's timing is everything. And so don't follow your timing. Follow, follow God's timing. When you look at patience, patience is important for ministry work too. I don't know when we, when we start this back in September, November. So we've been at this building project here, this remodel for some 17, 18, 19 weeks. 
I was hoping it could be done in two. We still at it. Every morning at 7 o'clock, every afternoon at either 4.30, 5 o'clock, and sometimes other than last night we was here to 7, what we came up. So sometimes it's 12 and 13-hour days, and don't, don't come up here and tell me that pastor don't do nothing. I'll jack slap you. <laughs> yeah. So patience, patience. Patience is important for ministry. I was sitting in a class one time with uh, Leonard Albert. Dad, you remember Leonard Albert. Some of you remember Leonard Albert. He's still alive in the church of God. He's a layman in the church of God, but he does great work. He, he deals a lot with, uh, with evangelism, with witnessing. That's his, that's his tool, witnessing. This guy is one of the most phenomenal guys I've ever seen or heard of that can, that can talk to somebody. But I was sitting in class, Brother Joe, with him. I never looked at this in this area of patience until he made this statement. And he was talking to us ministers about witnessing to our friends. Witnessing to our co-workers, witnessing to our family members. And he began to talk and he said, and, and this was not in his notes, he just began to share. He said, you know, he said, I witnessed, I, 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 got, I got my next door neighbor that I've been witnessing to for 25 years. When he said that, it blew me away. He said, this guy had been living next door to me for 25 years and I've been witnessing to him for 25 years. And he said, you know what? I, he said, I think next week I've got a supper that he's coming over to our house and I'm going to give me one more chance to witness to him. And he, you could tell the excitement on this guy's face. 25 years he's been talking. And he named person after person after person. And when he got to talking about it, every, every one of them, he'd been, he said, I, I, I witnessed to them for five years before they got saved. This one was 10 years before they got saved. This one was 15. And on and on he went, and it blew me away. Because this is how I was. Well, if you ain't going to listen to me, then I ain't going to talk to you no more. Now, y'all been that way too, so don't laugh at me, right? Because we get impatient dealing with the same old, same old, and the same old results, and the same old attitude, and the same old excuses, and the same old this. I've talked to people before, and they give me excuse after excuse after excuse, right? And I've had to repent many times, Sister Nett, because, Lord, maybe I didn't go far enough. Maybe I could have just done one more thing. You think about it. Maybe, Brother Allen, I could have just called him one more time. It could have just been that one more phone call that would have got him. Maybe I could have just prayed for him one more time before I just give up. Maybe I don't need to dust the, my shoes, the dust off my shoes and just leave them. Maybe I just need to cast it out there at least one more time and maybe God will do something. Patience. Patience is important for ministry. And even though the road sometimes may be rocky, and even though the road sometimes may be difficult, God is giving us the opportunity to bond closer together. And as we link arms together, we keep ministry going because we're patient with one another. These guys can tell you, if, if all of us here, when we, when we first started this remodel, one of, one of my, the things I told these guys, I said, look, when we get into this church and we start remodeling things, there's going to be ideas here, there's going to be ideas here. There's going to be ideas here. And if we're not careful, we're going to get on one another's nerves. We'll say things that we don't mean to say. We'll get on, we'll, we'll, we'll react, we'll respond to things. If what one thing we've got to do, we must continue to have unity as we go through this remodeling stage. Right? We, and we do. Husbands and wives, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you do, if you do a remodel around the house, I'm going to tell you, it's tough sometimes. 
The wife wants this. The husband wants this. The wife don't want it. The husband don't want it. So you got to sometimes, somehow or another, you got to compromise in order to get the, uh, get the job done. And so we've got to have unity. And so the road may get long and it may get difficult. It may get rocky at times. But what grows from that experience when we deal with one another, we, we develop with one another, we lock arms with one another, is that we will be more stronger and more unified as a congregation and as a people if we'll just have patience with one another. Now, I know I'm talking about patience a lot, but let me stop here before I close and say this. If you're one of these type of people that procrastinates, what word can I use here, Lord? then sometimes patience doesn't work with you. Sometimes people have to prod you a little bit because you're a procrastinator. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes the Lord has to prod us at times, right? Sometimes it's not good to procrastinate. Matter of fact, it's never good to procrastinate. You can be patient. There is a fine line there. Do y'all, is this all right? Do y'all follow me? There is a fine line with being patient and procrastinating. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. When Adam was growing up, y'all have heard me say this before, Adam's growing up as a kid, you know, he's cutting grass. I said, son, you need to get the grass cut today. Oh, Dad, I'll wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till tomorrow. It could rain tomorrow. Oh, come on, Dad, wait till tomorrow. And finally, I'll give you an okay, fine. And it, what happens? It rained. And it was two or three other days. And that happened, it seemed like, over and over and over again. Procrastination sometimes will mess us up. Procrastination will not allow us to take care of things when we need to take care of things. There are some things in our life that we cannot put off. Let me say that one more time. There's some things in our life we just can't put off. We got to deal with them. We got to take care of them. We've got to handle the situation, right? Can't put it off. There's some things we may can, but there's a lot of things that we can't. So the question is, can we do this, Pastor? Yeah, we can do it. God, give us the patience. We can do it. And so we can exercise patience no matter what the circumstances because patience isn't a rare thing. God's patience is all around us. He forbears. He forgives. He takes care of us. He forgives our sins every day. He treats us gently every day. And he treats us as a work in progress because that's what I still am, a work in progress. We're a work in progress. Thank God for being slow to anger. Thank God that we, are, we can be people that are slow to anger for not giving up on us. Thank God that when we mess up, that God doesn't forgive up on us. And when, we, when, we, and when our own patience is tested, we can be confident of the very fact that the Holy Spirit will, will help us bear with others in love, as Galatians told us, in love and patience and kindness, patience with other people, patience is the fruit. And it's a fruit, as all the other fruit that we've talked about, that can grow all year long. It's always, it can always be in season. It can always be in season. It can be developed day by day, day by day. Now, you have to work on it, right? You have to work on it. Some of us have to work on being kind. You ever know anybody that way? <laughs> you, have to, you have to work on being kind. Some of us have to work on just being nice. Some of us have to work on smiling every day. Some of us just have to work on treating people right every day. We have to work on it. Doesn't come natural sometimes, it seems like. 
But according to the word of God, Brother Davis, we've been given this. We've been given patience. And so if we've been given it, we can work on it and we can deal with it and we can mature that, <clears throat> that fruit and let it ripen in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for your many blessings. We're so thankful for this gift that you've given us called patience. Lord, I pray that you minister to each and every individual in this house tonight. God, I understand that every one of us deals with, with all kinds of things every day. I pray, God, that you'd give us a level of patience that we've never seen before. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen us with patience. Help us to be more like you each and every day of our life. And Father, we'll give you thanks. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, as we go from this place, I pray that you be with us. I pray that you strengthen us. I pray that you give us safety. I pray that those situations, Lord, that, we are, that we're dealing with uh, in our life right now, God, that somehow in some way you would open up a door. God, you would give us answers. You would take care of the situation. God, let our trust in you be so strong that, that no matter what happens, we're still going to trust in you. We're still going to stand on solid ground in you and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're watching out for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Appreciate you coming tonight. We'll see you.